0: pitching the comedy pitching podcast where we have on a panel of creatives and comedians and anyone else we want on the show to come on and pitch their ideas on everything from new tv shows old tv shows brought back to life or even ice cream flavors and joining us
1: on this month's episode we have our regular panelist andy hello this is andy nordval i do this podcast write comics write other things available at andy.nordval.com. feel free to check it out and welcome Sandra, tell us about yourself.
2: Hey, I'm Sandra. I am a podcaster, an editor, a dancer, a roller skater, and a shenanigator.
0: Shenanigator. <laughs> I forgot yes. they used that term before. Uh, my mom calls me that. <laughs> you shenanigator. And uh, joining us, joining us this month from the Do We Like podcast. Please give it up, listeners at home. I demand listeners at home clap. I introduce them here we have eric and robin eric and robin tell us about yourselves
3: hello hello everyone hi there <laughs> we're eric and robin from the podcast do we like where we debate the pros and cons of popular people places and things to decide if we should like them or leave them
4: yep that's <laughs> right um i'm robin i am a uh yeah podcaster social media specialist and chronic worrier
3: <laughs> yes, uh, I'm Eric, uh, a podcaster, a, a video person and a chronic
4: <laughs> <laughs> Like okay. don't say anything inappropriate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: no. Can't say that on chronic. Um, on public podcast. Yeah. Just chronic.
0: <laughs> and I have to say, I just realized this. Um even though you guys don't sound like it, um you guys may be our first Oren podcast guests because you guys are record? You guys live and record and do your show out of another another country, another continent, even.
3: Yeah, where? Uh, well, I mean, we're, we'd be foreign if you'd, even if we were back in Canada where we're from, uh, but we are currently in Scotland recording, living
0: at large
4: in the beautiful city of Edinburgh. Oh, lovely! Awesome
0: we're now an international podcast everybody <laughs> yes
5: we made it Call guys we made it mr totally and mrs
3: worldwide no
0: border. i think we have had canadians on before but no one who is physically Ooh. in another country
3: <laughs> what so about I'm mentally i'm very proud
0: <laughs> I, I think we earn a badge for that on uh stitcher i think yes international stitcher badge <laughs> Stitcher
1: has badges
0: uh, yeah, why not? I don't know. I don't even use Stitcher anymore. I my phone my phone updated, <laughs> uh, and now I just use Google Podcast. Even though that's like the worst podcast catcher, I think because it does not give people the metrics um, for their show, so it, you know you never know how many people are actually listening to your show on on uh, on Google Podcast. But anywho, that's enough inside baseball about podcasting. <laughs> so this month uh, we're trying something a little bit new for the surprise pitch uh so this is a surprise pitch because the panelists were only given one piece of information to prepare ahead of time the panelists were each asked to decide on a tv show that they do not like but that they're relatively familiar with all four of our panelists i believe have selected a show so one at a time panelists i would like you to share what show you selected no other details no reasoning behind it just share with the group which show you picked uh eric which which show do you not like
3: oh the show i do not like in any way netflix hit hollywood
1: Ooh, hollywood oh, yeah. the Ryan murphy one yeah. yeah
0: oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. i watched know what i read about
1: crazy. it yeah No.
0: Okay, Robin, what show do you not like?
4: The show that I do not like and hold a very heavy grudge against is Supernatural.
1: Oh, Oh, hot take.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, uh, Sandra, um, what show do you not like?
2: Oh, gosh. Can I say it? Can I say the one I said?
0: You can say it, even though you told us ahead of time. (laughs) Friends. Friends. I will not be <laughs> I there like for friends. her. don't like Friends. Andy, okay, what show do you not like?
1: Well, um, I was going to pick this rather obscure show called Primeval. Do you guys know Primeval? Mm, if not, we could just go with my original choice, which was HBO Max's, formerly DC Universe's Titans.
0: Oh, okay. It is
1: a show I don't like and yet watch religiously. <laughs>
0: Okay, so now for the surprise kind of pitching part of this, the panelists will be trying, will try to rework or revamp or reboot each of these shows in order to make them more palatable to the one who dislikes them. Uh, but because we all barely know each other, Eric, Robin, hush up, uh, I am going to pair everyone off, so also we're not here all day. So, okay, Andy, you are going to be fixing Eric's choice, which is Ryan Murphy's Hollywood. Eric, you're going to be fixing Sandra's choice, which nice. is friends. Sandra, you're going to be fixing Robin's choice, which is supernatural. And Robin, you're going to be fixing Andy's choice, which was WB's Titans or uh, HBO Max's Titans, the Teen Titans TV show. Does that all make sense? Yes. Yes. Yes okay so i each take a moment take a take a minute uh to kind of think of think of how you want to approach this um and then we will uh we will give it our best shot trying to fix what a near stranger doesn't like about a tv show that you may or may not be familiar with okay so is there anyone who would like to volunteer to go first or shall i just fickle finger of fate everyone
2: (laughs) Yes, that thing.
0: Yes. yes. All right. I'm finger, I'm a right. finger of fate. Okay. Well. Okay. Eric, would you like to fix Friends? I would love Sandra? to fix
3: Friends. There's so many problems with Friends. <laughs> How much time do I have?
0: Uh, I'll cut you off. <laughs>
3: okay, that's fine. Sandra, I'm here to fix Friends for you. I know Friends is a problem because I don't like it either. So we're gonna fix this together. But I will be pitching yeah. you the fixes <laughs> one we'll get rid of ross and courtney cox whatever her character's name <laughs> is. get rid of the siblings don't need them mm-hmm. uh monica thank you we'll make it the chandler joey phoebe show and maybe add some other people uh adds a little more diversity into this cast of new york city that is not does not look like these people Two, make their apartments smaller <laughs> because they're completely unreasonable they're way yeah. too big they'd <laughs> never be able to afford this so those are two main fixes. You get a lot of problems out of the way right off the bat. Three, uh, I guess Chandler, could could he be any less sarcastic in our reboot? Yes. And then t- four, <laughs> we're going to start it from where the reunion started. So they're all in their 40s to 50s, and they're all very sad and in different levels of decrepit. <laughs> and we get to see them, how friends in the later years <laughs> act with each other. There's some hijinks, sure. They're having a good time, but there's also a bit of sadness in there because I think that's what friends was missing. And all it was was fat shaming and other things that they did. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, and, uh, there was a monkey in the first season or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we'll get rid of all that bad stuff and just leave it as the, the main core plus was a Gunter from the coffee shop. He could be a part of the cast now. He was always fun. Um. <laughs> Uh, That's so
1: sweet that Gunter gets a promotion, finally.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: He gets his due.
3: (laughs) Because well we'll kick Rachel out of there and put Gunter in and that'll be a great time. It really changes the dynamic.
2: (laughs) Is he gonna have a a, like an epic haircut though? Of course.
0: I mean with the little bit of hair that (laughs) guy has left. Everyone will be
2: going yeah.
5: Everyone will be asking for the Gunter. No more asking for the Rachel. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) It's the new flavor wave.
1: So say, This is the weirdest thing. A friend and I made a web series on exactly this premise. So I'm loving it. Oh, but yeah, wow. it was the 10 years later, they all hate each other. And like the Joey character comes back and like tries to force them to hang out together.
0: Yeah.
1: No Gunter, though. That, that, that is all you. That is, that is Eric's stroke of genius right there.
0: Okay. Sandra, does that fix friends for you?
2: You know what? Uh. I think it does. I think. I think I'd watch that. If you've got some diversity in there, the the size of the apartment for yes. sure is a problem. Uh, they're just, it's such a sort of humor that I don't relate to. So if you get some flavor in there, I think uh, I'd be down for that. And some sadness, like some rea- like reality other than just
0: Yay. hijinks. That coming from a shenanigator. Uh, that really means something. Yes. <laughs> Okay, now next, let's go with... uh, Sandra, we'll go with Sandra. Uh, Are you prepared to fix Robin's selection of Supernatural? Yeah, you
2: know what? So I'm coming from a place of having never watched Supernatural, um, but I did a little research into the premise, and I'm surprised that I haven't (laughs) watched it. But I have... So I have an idea um my idea is you still have the same premise so you know you've got these brothers um fighting for um fighting against demons and all of that um all like dealing with various characters um in religion I guess or um dealing with that but I would love to see it having more of a good omens vibe so it has some humor in there some dark humor some irreverent humor in there um, I think maybe recasting it, um, and having, wow. I mean, I love David Tennant and Michael Sheen in good omens. So maybe in this case we would, um, have somebody else, you know, who, who I think is great is Orlando Jones. Oh yeah. Um, he's, he's super amazing. And, um, I think if we put him in there and maybe have a woman in there and they are the siblings who are fighting, um, And let me see what else I mean, I think those are the main things just adding like, that irreverent humor in there and having um, some different uh, characters in there. I don't know too much about the show. But I think I think that might give it a kind of a fun feel to because you're dealing with a lot of very heavy topics of like, demons and angels and God and, and uh, Lucifer and all of that stuff. Um, So lightening the mood a little bit um might make it a little bit more palatable and maybe having some strong actors in there i don't know how these actors were if they were any good but i think it might be kind of cool to see and then i think i think maybe having some practical effects might be fun i don't know if they did but i'm imagining they had a lot of um maybe CGI and maybe it looks dated now
0: with WB um, but budget. maybe some practical I imagine effects. that was like some yeah some, uh, CGI that does not hold up
2: right right but but I think I mean I think practical effects
0: are really cool
2: when they're done well um and maybe adding something like that to it might make it more interesting make it make it a little bit more um I don't know adding to even, even adding a little bit to the humor of it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's my idea. I don't know too much about the show. Cause like I said, I don't, I've never watched it, but I think that would be pretty neat to have those kinds of uh, just that humor, that dark humor, irreverent humor okay. added to it.
0: Robin, would that make <laughs> supernatural more palatable to you?
2: I
4: think it would make it a little more palatable to me so the things i really
6: like one i like the inclusion of a female lead because that is one of my biggest criticisms of the show they treat their female characters absolutely Mm. horrible um every woman dies and that's how they further the plot, right? Oh, um, so having a version where every woman didn't die, that would be amazing. Um, I also like the good omens energy you were putting out, not just because of like it lightens the mood, mm-hmm. but also because like good omens is like a little fruity in a fun way. And supernatural was like notorious mm-hmm. for queer baiting, which was another huge problem it had. So if it would have oh. embraced its fruitiness a little bit more because it was pretty fruity um like it would have been a lot more fun uh so i i like that a lot Mm -hmm. uh as for the special effects you know it's been a while since i've watched it but you are probably right i'm sure there yeah there were definitely times where i cringed even watching it when it was new um you know that cw budget right on the money there so yeah some some Mm -hmm. practical effects would definitely um up the ante on it too, so I think you know I would be willing to give it a shot with those changes
0: yes. yeah <laughs> i I watched yes. I think the first like five episodes of Supernatural, and I can't imagine that show lasting over a decade yet it did, but from what I understand, they would go back to the well quite a bit on some some ideas like one of them dies and has to like be brought to life by the other
4: they um, by like the 10th season they killed death so <laughs> <laughs> oh
6: wow and then they went five seasons of really bad like what's happening
0: all right so we okay we fixed supernatural we fixed friends all right robin can you fix hbo max's titans for andy
4: Oh boy. Okay, I'm not sure. I've never watched the show before, but okay. So Titans, this is like the the DC Titans, correct? Okay. Yes. I'm going to fix it the way I would fix pretty much any DC show. <laughs> um and, and we're talking just about the television shows, not the like movies um i'm going to start one fixing those yeah well you know um the one is the cgi um the cgi in in dc shows just tends to be a bit cringy for for you know the superhero quality um upping the cgi again i think the use of practical effects in some situations is probably a better go so yeah let's boost up the cgi um i feel like dc has a big visual problem in general so along with the cgi you are going to want to hire an entirely new costume designer those costumes are absolutely abysmal right just those character designs terrible get them new costuming um something that feels a little bit more genuine to the comics and a little bit more even genuine to the cartoon. Um, you're also going to want a more interesting setting for these characters. I find the Gotham, uh, like specifically, but these, these DC cities are always boring. They entirely, you know, lack any personality. Um, they're always too dark. They're always too dingy, too grimy, too serious. Let's brighten them up. Let's liven them up a little bit. Let's give them a little bit more character so that they're more interesting for the characters, uh, to play around in. Uh, you know, and my next and biggest thing is, is the thing that they keep on doing to everything in DC is they make it too gritty and they make it too serious. Let's make it light. Let's make it fun. Um, I really loved the Teen Titans cartoon. I loved it even as an adult. Um, let's bring more of that energy to the show, lighten it up, uh, make it so it's not taking itself too seriously anymore, uh, that it realizes what it is. Um, And maybe even take some of the plot lines from, from that material. Because there are, there were some really great, like heartfelt emotional plot lines in the Teen Titans cartoon. Um, that I think could work really well for an adaptation. Um, and my last, here's going to be my biggest suggestion. My last and biggest suggestion is you do the thing that has worked best for DC and you get James Gunn on the project. You get James Gunn in there to, you know, make it a fun, playful, self-aware project that's enjoyable to watch. All right.
0: Yeah. DC cool. cities are always, uh, dark and wet. So wet. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> it's it's I can't believe you haven't seen the show given what you've been <laughs> saying about the show. Which, ironically, first two seasons were in San Francisco. Third season which just started, you'll never in a million years guess where they moved to.
4: They in Gotham now. Gotham.
1: Oh, They're in Gotham of course. now. It is wet, it is dark. Of course, even San Francisco was very clearly like Warner Brothers backlot, so you know it's it's probably the same sets, just with like a third of the lighting, <laughs> which is weird. Because if there's some city you could show as perpetually wet, isn't that San Francisco? Yeah, I I love it. Is oh, it okay? Yeah. if I jump in?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. I love the idea of more better special effects. The other weird thing about the show is like they have Beast Boy, and he's allowed to turn into a tiger maybe three times per season. So I would love it if, like Beast Boy, could actually be Beast Boy. Usually, he's just hiding behind. Do they
0: manimal is... Beast Boy? Where in famously in the nineteen eighty series, manimal? Don't
1: even. I don't know what it is. It's like every so often now they'll show a crappy CGI tiger that's tinted green, <laughs> and like, and it used to be all he could turn into was a tiger. But then, like this one time, he needed to get out of something, so he turned into a snake. Never mentioned again. So. I, yeah, there's no consistency, and yeah, I definitely would, would like, lay off on the grit. I, I, I It's funny, because, I mean, you say fix it. I still religiously watch it. I watch it with my daughter, just so we can, like, turn to each other five times during the show and just go, ooh, gritty. <laughs> um, no, which you know, Robin is, is on the show? Oh, so in love with the song, Grittiness. It's well, what is it? It's uh, not Grayson, uh, they not they setting They're setting up Tim Drake. It's Nightwing. And in season three, Jason Todd just turned into Red okay. Hood. So, Oh, okay. Except there's this weird thing of, like, when he's Red Hood, he's, like, six foot something. And when he's Jason Todd, Jason Todd was, like, still a teenager. He was, like, five and a half feet. So, like, is he wearing stilts? What the hell's going on there? <laughs> well, like, there's that DC... Yeah.
0: Not to get it too much of, like, nerd talk, but there there's that DC villain, Anarchy, uh, who... Who is a oh, yeah. teen, Who's supposed to be a like a small teenager, but he wears a costume that essentially adds a foot of height. But it's just like a fake head. Like he 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 looks at yeah. like a hole like in the in the throat, but he has a whole fake head and like big costume.
1: No, oh, like a hole in the chest. Yeah. The chest must be see through it's yeah, it's completely. He is Anarchy's chest. Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah, it was great, Anarchy. If you ever, because like the funniest thing is his first appearance. You're looking at him and like there's something weird about his. Dimension, something weird, and then you find out what it is. Yes. But no, they've actually had the Red Hood break, and it's like Jason Todd under there. So, like, when he's evil, he grows eight inches. Never explained. He stole Tom Cruise's shoes.
0: All right, Andy, yes. now it's your turn. you got to fix Eric's choice. <laughs> of Eric's choice was, uh, oh, Ryan Murphy's Hollywood.
1: Hollywood, yes, which I have not seen, but I've read about it. But, I mean, first up, absolutely, apologies uh, to be the cishet Uh, male who is you know fixing a a story about the the gay community but i think i don't know what your problem with it was but i read like uh what is it? it like at an oscar ceremony one of the screenwriters comes out which leads to gays being accepted decades earlier and like marriage equality comes in like the early 60s or something maybe maybe not that but it was like one person comes out and it's a screenwriter it's not even a movie star and suddenly it creates a wave, and gay liberation comes a decade and a half early, which, you know, would be great, but just doesn't really track. You know, in the 1950s, being gay was still pretty illegal. God, plus we're like right in the middle of McCarthyism, which had the whole Pinko Square, which equated being gay with being communist. I mean, it didn't make any sense, but, you know, McCarthyism, what are you going to do? So anyways, that's my beef with Hollywood. If I had to reboot it... I would change it to the 1920s. Now, personally, that's just because that's, you know, I'm very interested in the silent era. But also, like, I live in Silver Lake and, like, sometimes I'll talk to some of the old timers here and they'll talk about how this was, like, one of the first gay communities in America. And what started it was this was close enough to the studios that you could commute to a job, but still far enough that you could come back and, like, actually have the life you wanted without, like, getting found out and imprisoned. So I would just change it to the 1920s of, like, them building this first community where they could, you know, at least half the time be who they wanted to be and live with who they wanted to live with. And the juggling of that with, uh, you know, being in the birth of the studios, Hollywood studio system with all the moral compromises that that included. But, uh, you know, I would just, you know, change it to <laughs> – Hollywood wouldn't be Hollywood. I would change it to the 1920s, and I would make it Silver Lake because, you know, I'm um, – uh, even though I my connection to it is tenuous, I, I'm going to claim Silver Lake pride here. So uh, Hollywood's gone; it's now Silver Lake. What do you think? Have I, I mean, hooked yeah, you in? Have I convinced you? I'd
5: say that convinced me because anything that would stop these actors from talking would be a big boon for that show. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh so man! You didn't have to, so was your issue more the cast?
3: No, not really
5: the cast. It wasn't the cast at all. It was the the writing and the performances. I don't even think it's the cast's fault of these performances the direction was terrible nothing made sense the writing was some of the worst i've ever seen on especially like a netflix caliber show uh it was very bad so yeah if you took up the talking especially in like the acting scenes where they're pretending to act uh that would help a lot so (laughs) i would give it another go
0: success More successes, guys. I'm right worried now. if
1: we switch it to the 20s, are we going to like switch to that 20s-speak of like, you know, this is the greatest thing ever. We got to get on this. It's the bee's knees. It
5: like and they play the same jazz song over and over. That da 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 They play that almost every episode. <laughs>
2: Shadow 2-2? the
1: fortunate two, son of the
5: 1920s.
0: I do think, like, would the inciting incident or, like, one of the elements of the 20s version just be, like, the Hayes Code doesn't come into effect, so movies are able oh, to, like,
1: huh. uh, not oh, be yeah, censored huh.
0: in the same way? Oh, I don't think they mentioned that.
1: Because oh. you would do, like... That's right. If, Things got pretty saucy it, in the 20s. These
0: are very saucy, and you had a lot <laughs> of... Uh, not explicitly queer characters but uh it was definitely like there was an existence they were portrayed as existing and usually as comedic figures but like harvey firestein would always say it'd be like being seen at all is what's important so if you had no haze code you ca- you would have a kind of cultural evolution um eventually you, you have queer coded you wouldn't necessarily have queer coding as much you would just have characters that are like yeah, this is a gay character. Um and then there's without the Hays Code, there's not the morality clause of like you characters have yeah. to be good, uh bad characters have to be punished. You could have more nuanced storytelling yeah. that could lead to more acceptance earlier on. Um that that oh, could yeah. be like the, the what is also... of, of that version.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's more believable. Absolutely. Well, and a lot of those uh early coded queer characters were i think like it was because we had a lot of uh, people from germany coming over i i think that was more in the 1930s now that i'm thinking back on it but it would be nice to show a connection there of like two sort of ousted populations i mean plus this was the germany of the 20s and 30s which was very cosmopolitan yeah. i mean marlena dietrich so they would be they would be fine with you know some some good queer representation
0: like uh, what was that movie where she played uh is it Catherine the Great? Where she has the line about the like, you can't die an old maid. And she's like, I won't die an old maid, I'll die a bachelor. While well, while dressed like as a oh. man. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But all right. So yeah, that's that's my we, fix have, we have fixed for Hollywood.
0: four shows for our panelists. And we have okay. done an amazing job, but we're not done yet, folks. That was the, just the surprise pitch. The main meat of this episode. We are reviving old shows but with a twist much like the recent netflix kevin smith Master of the universe brought masters of the universe in the world of eternia to a new series but daringly and made fanboys cry tears of nostalgia when it switched focus (laughs) from one major character to a supporting character god forbid we'll be doing that on this episode, our panelists are pitching their re- revival of shows but switching who the show is about. Um, I hope our panelists are ready. Would anyone like to go first?
1: Well, I went last, last time, so I'm happy to go first. All right, first.
0: Andy, show us how it's done.
1: All right, well, ooh, that's a lot of weight, because, uh, well, I mean, I loved WandaVision. I, I I hope it's okay to change the title, because you can't call it WandaVision, because my i loved a lot of wandavision but i have to say my favorite favorite part was of course special agent jimmy woo teaming up with darcy lewis i mean randall park cat dennings they were amazing together and it was cool to see this like platonic friendship between a man and a woman there was like no romantic sparks there oh my god they would be an awful couple but they were a great team and they were obviously good friends too i mean i almost didn't pick this one because it seems too obvious for goodness sakes, Disney+, Plus! I know you have the money. Give Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis their own show. It 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 seems like it could become the MCU's version of the X-Files, where they do all the weird stuff. Because the other great thing about the MCU, they love to lean into the weird stuff. Uh, and plus, they're a good team. Jimmy Woo is like the straight arrow, Darcy's the humor, Jimmy's the law, Darcy's the brain, she's like, what does she have, like three PhDs. And so it's just their adventures, going around the, the Marvel Universe, just rooting out all the weird stuff and finding out what stuff's going on and you could i mean there could be so many good episodes you could do the episode of like an old iron man suit develops sentience and wants to learn what it's like to be a real boy and so jimmy and darcy have to like track it down and then you got to decide like do you erase it is that like killing it but, you know, do you really want a damaged copy of Tony Stark's id flying around in The Most Powerful Weapon on Earth? Which, hey, could even be a backdoor origin for one of my favorite Marvel characters, Machine Man. Or you could do one where they have to break up an illegal super-powered fight club. Or do one with, oh, I also love Wong from uh, Doctor Strange. They could team up with Wong and free a community theater production of Camelot that has been trapped by Agatha Harkness in a time loop in an effort to get Excalibur for herself. Or you could do the, the, like, the Galaxy Quest one where Jimmy and Darcy have to help a group of dorky LARPers defeat an elite Kree warrior who (laughs) has somehow convinced himself that the LARPers are, in fact, the Earth's mightiest heroes. Or they could, like, recover a stolen spider slayer. Maybe they could, like, work with the Vulture. The Vulture gets a little work release to help them because he deals with all the, like, illegal Stark tech that's gone rogue. He could help them uh, recover a stolen spider slayer. Or you could do reverse Hulk. Have Jimmy and Darcy, like, have to help this guy, who whenever he gets angry, he becomes incredibly smart. But then, one, he becomes incredibly mean, because he's also very depressed, because when he's smart, he's struck by, like, how insignificant life is. You could even do, like, I'm a huge fan of community, start doing the, like, community-style parodies Mm -hmm. of you know famous movies you could do like i think i had the the galaxy quest you could do the like fantastic voyage version of marvel where they need to go into like spider-man or something like i don't know i could go on and on anything any premise you could do i think would work if it's just being investigated by two of my favorite minor mcu characters special agent jimmy woo and darcy lewis oh closing note of course a couple times a season Jimmy Woo would have to save the day with his knowledge of close-up magic, which they remembered from Ant-Man, which is also my favorite moment of Wandavision. So <laughs> that is my reboot. Uh Agent Lewis or Agent Woo and Lewis.
0: Alright. So would each episode kind of have a different feel to it, like Wandavision did, where they did like sitcom styles from different decades? Would this have a uh, each episode have its own kind of like uh hour-long drama feel to it?
1: I think it's more like case of a week. Like I'm really leaning into X-Files, which also like there'd be like the monster of the week, but then they do the comedic ones, which were incredibly funny. I mean, now that I say it, of course there's going to be a humor element just because there's that great uh, rapport between Wu and Lewis. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking definitely more case of the week.
0: But right. But within that, like X-Files did the cops episode. Uh, Like, yeah. To kind of, to, hone closer to like, this is a revival of kind of like the idea of WandaVision, like putting each episode is done thematically like a different TV series.
1: Yeah. Well, one cool thing that could work because WandaVision had that great thing of like each episode was a different, uh, like a different genre of sitcom going ahead a decade. Like I was talking about the community parodies, like lean into it, make, make the, the fantastic voyage version of, uh, of Jimmy and Darcy actually use like nineteen sixties special effects, yeah. you know, or make the Galaxy Quest one like use Galaxy Quest type 80s effects. Like, you know, really embrace the thing you're embracing. So yeah, I'm I'm completely for uh taking the the different what I mean using the different aesthetic styles of the thing they're parodying every week.
0: Yeah, you could do a procedural episode that's like uh done like a CSI show with lots of like weird <laughs> CGI graphics for no reason. And then a lot of the Who music. Yeah.
1: Well, I love it. Plus, you started with just Jimmy Woo making some quip and taking off his sunglasses and Darcy Lewis is just staring at him. Like, what are you doing? You know?
0: So it was like, Woo and Darcy in the morning. All right. Excellent. So we got a WandaVision revival with, um, with, uh, Agent Woo and Darcy. Um, who would like to go next? I'll go
3: next. All right, Sandra.
2: <laughs> so, first of all, I don't know if you heard I said Wu and Darcy in the morning. That needs to happen <laughs> um, for your uh, community-esque show. Um, so, for me, I want to see... Now, this is, this is in the vein of, like, Bad Santa, Office Christmas Party, Bad Moms kind of vibe. Um, so, it's that type of show. It's going to be Todd Packer... The side character, very wow. very minor character from The Office.
1: David Kettner's character, yes. right?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Ah, so which okay. is, yeah, he said soul. Oh yeah. So he's he's just so so out of control. Like you want to hate him, but it's like, what is motivating you? And you know, I know people have talked as as far as The Office. People are like, oh, they want to see more of Mo's, and it's like, no, he has to stay obscure and and mysterious. <clears throat> but Packer. I would love to see Packer like what he's on the road, you know, selling paper. But like, what is he doing? What sort of stuff is he getting into? Like, let's see him at the DMV trying to convince them to give him that well hung license plate that everyone thinks stands for William Hung. You know, like, does he have to renew it? And does he have to pretend that he's a William Hung fan so that they won't catch what he's actually trying to do? You know, what, what exactly did he leave in Michael Scott's office? Like we can all presume he took a steaming dump in his office, but we don't quite know what <laughs> he did to make it stink so bad and what he left in his office. Um, you know, let's catch him at the uh, bakery getting those cupcakes. And then where did he, what did he put inside of those cupcakes when he, he laced them with something? Um, oh, wasn't it, um, one had like, um, Basically, like, X lax it made them go to the bathroom, and the other one was, like, ecstasy or something, and then some of them had both? (laughs) Yes. I I, I think that was uh, one of the episodes. So, I want to see that. That I want to see... Excuse me?
1: I missed that episode. Later later seasons of The Office got really weird.
2: Oh,
0: it it did. It did. Um, There's a... What's the term for that? Like, character drift? Where, like... Every everyone's oh, yes. like basic character just had to become more and more extreme in order to generate storyline. Like Kevin oh, yeah. is a functional adult yeah. in the 100%. first few seasons, and then he's a he's a total idiot yeah by the end into the show. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's also kind of not like with the whole um, his dog, and he thought he was um, everyone thought he was dead, but he wasn't yeah. really dead. Um, but then the turtle that he kept yeah. gluing back together. <laughs> Um, and be dazzling anyway, but no, like Todd Packer, we don't see much of him. So I would like to see like what his day-to-day life looks like. And can he ultimately become something of an uncle Buck character where it's like, you're a disaster, but eventually like your your maybe 10 carats of heart of gold kind of gleams through that, you know? All
0: right. I'd be on board with that. So that Wait, would be once, a, once you said uncle a Buck, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, all right. I can see like a character evolution. Of of him having yeah, become like, <laughs> more responsible about <laughs> something.
1: We're we giving him kids.
2: No, he wouldn't have kids. Maybe he would have like maybe he would stumble upon them like Uncle Buck, where it's like he's the last resort type thing, and somehow has to uh, step up.
0: But who knows? Maybe not involve. He does have such a myth, kids so. on the show. I think he references does having he? a daughter.
1: Holy cow! That show just got way sadder. Yeah,
0: because I, I, I think he complains <laughs> about his ex-wife and uh, says something about his daughter, um, like something crude and awful about like how she's going to grow up to be a stripper oh. or something. Um, so yeah. So oh, I think nice. You, you, the the seeds are there. You can do some uh, some Todd Packer redemption. <laughs> Not a character that I ever thought I would be interested in hearing a redemption story about, but you've uh, you've convinced me otherwise. <laughs> yeah so if you want to bring back the office <laughs> anyway like just like yeah pick pick the worst side character and uh give us something right for him to yeah. do
2: and honestly he doesn't have to be redeemed he can just be a bad person that is True. such a mess that you kind of enjoy watching
0: you could it could be he the could, always give him the offer. in philadelphia treatment where like he's awful yeah, and you don't root for him ever unless in the rare occasion he's up against someone even more awful than him but that's pretty yeah. rare i yeah. think that's the the key to how that yeah. show has survived so long it's like you never, never like them <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he could he could go up against gabe
0: yeah that's a hard one like would i he's... root for gabe over todd packer
2: i would totally root root for todd packer gabe is gabe is whatever he's just so He's so terrible.
0: A little bit <laughs> of a creeper.
2: Shut up about the sun. That is a good line though.
0: I like that. He makes Aaron watch Sus- Suspiria.
2: <laughs> I know. Oh, all oh. these horrible movies. <laughs> uh, and that he
0: gives her hardware um, on DVD, I think for her birthday or for Valentine's day, which hardware is a movie I particularly like, but just that he would give that to his, uh, his romantic partner as a gift. Anywho, enough about Gabe. He's terrible. I'm on board with Todd Packer um, <laughs> revival series. All right. Yes. Um, Eric, Robin, which of you would like to go now?
4: I'll go next.
0: All right, Robin, hit us.
4: All right. So I'm technically cheating a little bit because this show is about to end, but has not ended yet. But it's so dear to everyone's heart, I feel like it already deserves a reboot. And that show is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All right. So I want another Brooklyn Nine-Nine show. I want it to have the same energy as the original. You know, the same kind of comedy. Upbeat, fast-paced, quick, like witty, lots of fun. But this time, it is going to be from the perspective of the show's best and most lovable criminal, Doug Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Who's played by the amazing Craig Robinson. So...
1: Yeah. And, and so here's
4: my feelings on this, okay? Let's be honest. People have really ambivalent feelings about cops nowadays, right? I feel like people are tired. That's an of watching <laughs> cops on TV, we're a bit sick of them, right? So we want something yeah. with the Brooklyn 99 energy, but maybe we're not feeling cops anymore. Fine. Now we do it from the perspective of the criminals, the fun, zany- wacky criminals of Brooklyn 99 starring Doug Judy. And, and, you know, but we still want to keep a bit of the original in there, right? We don't want this to be a total spin-off. So what I'm thinking is we have Doug Judy, and uh, maybe he's gotten himself in a big uh, bit of hot water. Maybe he, uh, finally got caught and is in prison, but for some reason he is now working with the 99 yes. to catch other criminals. Right. So you still have your original cast in there, uh, making regular cameos, um, teaming up with him in different ways. You know, he still gets that really great like Jake Peralta relationship, but he also gets more time with the rest of the cast. So he, you know, forms a bit of a bond with Amy, with Captain Holt as he becomes like more of a regular part of the team because he has that criminal mind they need to solve some of their toughest cases. However, I feel like, you know, it's Doug Judy. So he he's never going to be the straight man, right? He's got something going on, you know? They're solving a crime, like, you know, uh, a robbery at a museum. And then, you know, at the end of the show, you see, oh, you know, Judy's there. He's lifted something himself, and he's got a plan for that thing. And we're going to try and figure out what that is, what what Doug Judy's angle is throughout, you know, the season of this show. Now, the other thing that I feel like this show really needs is besides just the zaniness of Doug, Doug Judy, you also need him to have kind of his gang of criminals, right? Doug never worked alone. He always worked in a gang of criminals. We got to give them a bigger role, flesh them out, make them kind of like his family, and really like put some emotion behind that as he works with the Nine-Nine to take down criminals while also having those criminal friends and family around him. Um, specifically, his beautiful and amazing sister, who's played by Nicole Byer, who needs to be... A show regular, obviously, because she is fabulous. Um Yeah, and so you know, you play with that fun, upbeat Brooklyn Nine Nine attitude. You give it to the criminals. You let them take advantage of the system a little bit. You feel good about it, and you get a show with Craig Robison and Nicole Byer.
0: That's perfect. That's a great. <laughs> uh, that's a great way to like. Yeah, an extension of the show, you could just like switch focus like, seamlessly as the show is ending. Like as the regular like show about the cops is ending, you just kind of slowly shift focus to uh, the uh, the gang of criminals.
4: Yeah, it's the kind of this like merry band of criminals.
0: And I like using Nicole Byer because she is a, she's a delight.
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, she's one of my favorites, definitely. She's I mean,
1: hilarious. the funny thing is they would do a Doug Judy, Jake Peralta episode or two a season, and you could just keep doing those, like, absolutely the same. It's just now, the weird thing is Jake is the guest yeah. character instead of instead of Doug Judy.
4: Exactly. Yes, you just switch
6: the focus. Now, you know, it's uh, Doug who's getting all the screen time instead of, of Jake in those. Um, and it's from Doug's perspective that you see the whole thing go down. And I think that would be really interesting because he's such a smart, like, kind of wily
4: character oh
6: that sounds fun i I want to watch that that.
0: that's the energy it's like he's a he's a he's a shenanigator right sandra
2: (laughs) yeah i mean you know we can hang out
0: (laughs) all right eric we're gonna finish strong you ready
3: absolutely always ready uh one of my favorite shows growing up as a, a young boy uh, was home improvement. We had the, the Taylor family being themselves, but, uh, Tim Taylor's a bit of a problem now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so if we were to revive this, we should, we should, uh, minimize him at most or at least and get rid of him altogether at most. But the way to do that is to switch the focus to the good neighbor, Wilson Wilson. <laughs> And his escapades around the world as he learns about everything and anything. And in a, like a MacGyver, like a MacGyver meets Indiana Jones, meets like the most humblest man in the world, uh, going on these adventures around the world and just listening. He's there to listen. He, that's all he's a listener. So he's not there to like, you know, I'm the American in these foreign lands. He's there to listen and learn and he takes his information home. And at the end of each episode, he has to help his, his bumbling neighbor with a problem. Um, So that's where it all ties up. So each episode arc is him learning a thing, and then how will this apply to his neighbor's problem? <laughs> really bringing it home, keeping it grounded. Um Also, he's friends with the Beach Boys, which is canon in Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so you get all these celebrity cameos. This is like classic 80s TV. Yeah. If you're seeing any of those threads on Twitter with like Miami Vice and like everyone being oh, yeah. Miami mm-hmm. Vice at one point or another, this is... Everyone is in Wilson Wilson. Everyone shows up there. He's just hobnobbing with, he goes from Hollywood to the the middle of the jungle to the middle of the desert. And he runs into celebrities all along the way. And everyone loves him because he's Wilson. Also he hides his face the entire time. It's a production nightmare, but it's worth it. (laughs)
0: It's
2: a production nightmare.
0: (laughs) It's kind of like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but about Wilson.
2: (laughs) You know, what's funny is I had briefly thought of that character and of doing that, but I don't know the show well enough. I just, <laughs> when you talked about like a, the whole premise of a, an obscure character and bringing them to the forefront, like, Oh, what about that guy from? That'd be fun. That'd be funny. So that that's really cool though. Like I had no idea that that was part of who his character is and stuff. So I like that idea. I'd watch the heck out of that.
3: Yeah. He knows a lot.
1: Pretty tangent. I had, I had always assumed he was a serial killer. Like we were going to find out the only reason he was being nice to to Tom was to borrow the power tools. You
0: You call him Tom. It's he's a, he's a saint Andy
1: Taylor. Who's the Tim Tim Allen guy
3: in the show as well.
1: Tim. Oh, of course, Tim Taylor. Let's make it easy for Tim Allen. Your character's name is Tim.
0: I feel like (laughs) Al should play a, a big role. Um, In the show. Yeah, you can get
3: the other good characters in there. A lot, all the, the good boy squad with Al and Wilson. And somehow Tim is the main character of this. You get Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You get Mark in in the, in his goth phase and Wilson is the real one helping everyone. He spots who left the, the weed under the bench in the gazebo in the one episode in the late season. (laughs) And then he, he smokes a joint with the, (laughs) with the teen to like, be like, I'm cool. Your mom's going to freak out about this later, but don't worry. It'll all be okay. I'll talk to her for you.
0: <laughs> I have a way with Because Wilson
3: is the coolest.
1: It'd be great if Al had someone to go to, because like, I always felt bad for Al. He's like stuck on this show with this guy who knows nothing about tools and just kind of makes fun of him. It'd be nice if we found out behind the scenes he was going to Wilson. And it was like, yes, I know it can be annoying, but his heart's in the right place. And, you know, you're making a good living. Just put up with it. And Al's like, okay, Wilson, yes. thank you.
3: That could be the middle of the episode. <laughs> the middle of the episode is Wilson is Wilson is uh, in the confessional listening to Al poses as a priest, listens to Al in the confessional booth. <laughs> and that's how he gets away with not yeah, knowing that actor, Wilson. Uh,
0: that, the actor who plays Al. He's uh he's really good on pen 15. I don't know if anyone has, um, has watched that show.
1: I don't have Hulu, but I, I I'm interested, very interested in that show. I, I, Want to see
0: it? It's it's very good. Any,
3: I got a cameo from him once. You got a cameo from him? <laughs> yeah, I bought a cameo from him for an event. All right, first of all, <laughs> to, to I screw with questions.
0: someone. How much does he charge? And what event was it? uh
3: At the time, he was charging seventy five dollars. I oh think he's gosh, gone up to a hundred because he's doing more and more stuff. Yeah, but he was very good. I made him make fun make fun of my friend. uh The event. Ugh. It's a it's a long thing to explain. It was at a video game convention okay. called PAX, and I had a a panel, and I uh, got a cameo to make fun of my friend who was also on this panel. <laughs> and Richard Karn was not that bad at roasting him with the very small information you're allowed to give him. So it worked out. He was he was pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing.
3: That's super
2: reasonable. Like I I wanted a cameo yeah. from Paul Rubens. Oh, geez.
0: Uh, but it's like hundred bucks. 300? That's cheaper than I imagined.
2: Oof. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I was like, can I buy it for myself?
1: <laughs> will he do Pee Wee or, or, I I don't know, is that like... He
0: would do Pee
2: Wee. Do he, oh,
1: yeah.
0: he, he knows where his bread is. Biting. Yeah.
1: I know. <laughs> I mean, it is pricey, but I, I see a point. Like, it's worth it. It's Pee Wee Herman, you know.
0: Yeah. And then you have that <laughs> forever. I wonder, like, because I... I know some people don't have kind of restriction on like what you will can have them say obviously like within reason, but I wonder if Paul Rubens has very strict. He can't say anything like sexual or he can't say like anything um, referencing past events from his life.
2: Oh, like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: See, that's my favorite role of his. His <laughs> him in the movie theater. <laughs>
0: Because I know like there's a clip of The Undertaker from (laughs) Pro Wrestling where someone just gave him a string of nonsense words to say as The Undertaker. And it's just hilarious because it's The Undertaker like looking serious, saying like Bunny. Fruit Loops. Just him saying like just like ridiculous things in that voice. And on that note, (laughs) we have revitalized these shows. We have brought them back. We have done our jobs on this podcast and I want to applaud (laughs) all of our panelists this month. You all did great and listeners at home. I hope you enjoyed that because we put a lot of work into this. This has been burn after pitching the comedy pitching podcast. This is the outro that I bring up on my computer so I can hit all the points. Um, All right. uh, So panelists, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Andy.
1: Yes. Okay. Hold on a second. I'm just finding, uh, uh, you can find all my stuff, all my links at Andynorvald.com. And if you are going to Rose city, comic-con, I will be at artist alley J six with, uh, my collaborator on siren song, Don Wynn. Come on over and say hello.
0: This episode's coming out way after Rose city. Uh, it is
1: Okay. If you were at Rose city and you ran into someone at table j O six, it was wonderful meeting you,
0: awesome, all right, Sandra
2: <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hey, it's Sandra D. You can find me at local skating rinks or uh, salsa or bachata clubs, and uh maybe eventually at a convention.
0: I hope yeah. we fingers crossed, all right, Eric Robin, yeah, tell us where our listeners can find you.
3: You can find us at Do We Like Podcast. That's where all the podcast updates go. Robin doesn't really have public social media. Uh, you can find my name at Ericanius. You figure out how to spell it. <laughs> 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 but mostly at Do We Like Podcast, where you get all our podcast <laughs> updates and all the topics we cover and have a great time doing it. And there might be an episode with one Michael Tanner la, la, la. previously released that you can go listen to
0: right now. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. Everyone go listen to that show. Uh, I had a really good time on it. I was ambivalent toward tacos, what? George Clooney, and I forget what my third thing oh, was. Oh gosh! Um, but th- road trips, road Ooh. trips, and they successfully convinced me to yep. be on board. Oh, with good, good, three. good. Um, the- you are doing the Lord's work, so I it, was, it was a great time. <laughs> all right. Uh, and
4: wait, which, which, what are you concerned about? I'm concerned about tacos.
0: Tacos. Here was my thing about tacos. I love burritos. Burritos are like top 10 favorite food. If you ask me what I want for dinner, uh, there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to say a burrito, other 50% chance, like a good sandwich. I want a good sandwich. Uh, I love burritos. Tacos, though, I always would find a little lacking. But Robin had a very great argument pro-taco, which is stop thinking of them as like the end of a thing. Like the taco isn't the meal a taco is like the snack it's part of the experience all right it's like i always tacos are a little disappointing cuz they're just like oh it's a taco but if i think of like a taco with a thing a taco is part of something i i'm on board with tacos that was the the argument that really convinced me all uh, right so there we go <laughs> All right. And I'm Michael Tanner. You can find me on my website by Michael Tanner.com where you can get information about uh, conventions and new comics coming out and more information about this podcast. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at Mike is Ernie at Twitter. You know how Twitter works. This has been burn after pitching from the grand geek gathering network. Thank you again to our guests. Thank you to our panelists. If you listener at home have a pitch for us, uh, please tweet at us using the hashtag burning pitch while you're on the Twitters, uh, follow us on at Burn Pitching and follow our mother network, The Grand Geek Gathering, at The Grand Geek G. You know how Twitter works. Also, check out the website, TheGrandGeekGathering.com, where you can find articles, reviews, and links to other great podcasts and content. Our theme music was done by Carlisle Laurent, and I know you have a lot of competition for your ears. So, again, thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next month. And don't forget to GGG.
1: GGG.
2: G-G.
0: Hey, hey. Hey. We did G-G-G. it. Yay. That's the episode. Bird, bird, bird,